Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next episode of the Principal Podcast. Uh, today on the show with me, I have Mrs. Angie Murbeth. Uh, she is the title director uh, of the Serena School District. Uh, say hello, Angie. Good morning, Mr. Landers. And for anybody out there that's not quite sure what a title director does, uh, Angie, you want to give a quick rundown to the audience about uh, what you do? Sure. My prim primary responsibilities is to oversee the supports that students receive both in and out of the classroom, mm -hmm. as well as organizing um, professional development opportunities for the staff here at Unit 2. Absolutely. And that's a, I can say that's a big job. Definitely a big job. And, th and that name title director comes from um, the federal grants that we receive as a school district. There's the Title I grant. Correct. That uh, is basically funds that we receive from the federal government to help support our students um, that might be struggling. And Title II, the Title II grant are funds that we receive from the federal government um, to help uh, provide professional development and learning opportunities for our teachers and educators throughout the district. So yes. Mrs. Murbeth ha helps to uh, coordinate both of those programs in our district. Very valuable stuff um, for our kiddos and for our schools. Um, so before we get into our main topic of discussion, just some updates uh, from Harding Grade School and throughout the district. Uh, at Harding, we had our Christmas program uh, just recently. We had two performances, a daytime and an evening performance. They were very well attended. Uh, we streamed those live on Facebook as well and um, very big audience online as Students well. Students did a great job. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So thank you to all the kids and the teachers and um, everybody for helping out with that. And in conjunction with our Christmas program, we also did a donation drive to support the Bear Necessities Pantry. For anybody out there that doesn't know about this program, uh, this is a wonderful program that's offered uh, through the Harding United Methodist Church. And as part of that program, they provide uh, essential items such as uh, toilet paper, toothpaste, uh, soap, laundry detergent, things of that nature to, to, to uh, individuals and families in need in our community. Uh, a wonderful program. It's offered the third Saturday of every month from 10 to noon at the Harding uh, United Methodist Church. And anybody that would like to come uh, to, to get items if you're in need, they also serve a breakfast. So definitely come check that out if, if, if you need that support. Um, just a couple other quick things. Our ACE Students of the Month at Harding, I want to congratulate these kids. Uh, they do a great job every day in the classroom. In kindergarten, it was Deegan Kelly, first grade Hudson D. Bernardi, second grade Jovi Denbo, third grade Aiden Navarro, and fourth grade Dominic Boyce. Good job to those kids. Good job. Excellent work. You bet. Uh, coming up, obviously, we have Christmas break just around the corner. And when we return, uh, parents, if you're wondering why uh, the kids are off for that extra day, we have a Teacher Institute Day. And I'm sure some of you might wonder what in the world goes on at a Teacher Institute Day. Uh, well, uh, we have a pretty full day, a pretty full agenda of activities. We're going to be kicking it off. We have some teachers um, from throughout the district that are going to be presenting to all the other teachers in the district about uh, differentiating instruction and engaging students in their classroom mm -hmm. using the workshop model and approach to uh, classroom instruction to engage kids and meet kids uh, at their ability levels. Um, in addition to that, we're going to have uh, Dr. Julie Eckberg 
uh, come, and she's going to be talking about balanced literacy with our staff. And, and uh, Mrs. Murbeth, if you want to uh, kind of elaborate a little bit on what balanced literacy is. Sure. Balanced literacy is a framework um, that's looking at taking that workshop model yep. um, or rotations or groupings and students are looking at ways to apply the skills that they're learning in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at that zone of proximal development, um, which is a gradual release model, beginning with teacher-driven, um, teacher-led modeling, and mm -hmm. eventually releasing the students to independent practice of those skills. Absolutely. So some parents out there, you might be, you know, kind of familiar. We'll get a little deeper into this a little later, but you might be familiar with this approach kind of at the at the younger levels, elementary levels. But, mm -hmm. you know, in the throughout the school district, we're really, you know, trying to encourage and emphasize that uh, approach to instruction throughout the entire district. And we are a K-12 district, you know, so that definitely impacts elementary, middle school and high school. Well, and the great thing with balanced literacy is it's it's an approach that can be adapted and used throughout any grade level Absolutely. and any content area. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, in addition to that, that day, uh, we're also going to be taking a look at our student data. That's assessment data of our kids uh, from out throughout the district. And, and we're going to have some discussions and do some activities, you know, focused on, you know, seeing where our students are at, how they're performing on, you know, our local district assessments, state assessments, and, and you know, what growth uh, they're making, what, what trouble areas they might have, what areas we need to focus on. So we're going to dive uh, pretty deep into that data. And Mrs. Murbeth, she's spent the time, you know, gathering the data, putting it together uh, to help facilitate those discussions. Yes, and where we're kind of looking at where we, we are in regards to state goals. Sure. Yeah. Um, with that with that data yeah um, we, we've talked on previous uh, episodes about the every student succeeds act mm -hmm. or ESSA uh, which replaced what um, we probably all heard about called uh, legislation called no child left behind but uh, as part of the ESSA plan for the state of Illinois uh, the state has set goals that we want our kids to achieve um, so we're going to be diving deep into that data to kind of see if we are on track to meet those goals that Absolutely. are set for our state. Um, you know, and if we are awesome, you know, if we're not, you know, what areas do we need to work on? What things do we need to do differently to, to ensure that we are meeting those goals? So we're going to spend some of that day as well talking about uh, that topic. And then kind of a, a, a conclusion activity for the day, we're going to be talking um, about standards-based report cards, right, yes. Mrs. Mirabeth? And yes. and you could probably elaborate because you've been very hands-on with this. Uh, uh, you know, just share with our audience a little bit what standards-based report cards sure. are. Standards-based grading is um, looking at a different ap approach to grading students rather than your typical letter grade, A, B, C, D, F. You're looking right. at more of a mastery um, level where you're going to see a one through four rating. Right, as opposed to the traditional, you know, Correct. parents are used to seeing A's, B's, C's, D's, F's. You know, that's the stuff we saw when we were in school. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, kindergarten teachers probably have noticed this year, kindergarten um, developed their, their new report card last year mm -hmm. um, and put that into implementation this year. So yeah. kindergarten parents have probably noticed that transition of seeing it a little bit differently on the report card this year than they might be used right. to. 
Um, so this year we're looking at restructuring grades one through four and they would go into effect the beginning of next year. Yes, yes. So last year we we, we spent the, some time working with our kindergarten teachers. Um, you know, like Angie said, we, we redesigned that report card and that was kind of in conjunction with the kids assessment, right? Correct. Which, you know, is the, the um, readiness assessment that we use with our, our kindergartners now throughout the state Correct. of Illinois. So we kind of took that opportunity last year. The state rolled out the kids assessment. So we kind of in conjunction with that, we we switched the kindergarten report card over to standards based. And then uh, Angie's been helped facilitate discussions with our uh, first through fourth grade teachers to Correct. to um, switch over to to standards based grading uh, in those grade levels. So, you know, just to kind of lay the groundwork with parents. Um, report cards coming home with kids, they're going to look different. Yes, you're going to see gonna more of different. where your child is in sure. comparison to where they need to be yeah. Um, yeah. versus just looking at a grade. Yeah, this and, is and that's okay. I, I think naturally we're all so used to because when we were kids, when we went to school, it was mm -hmm. your traditional grading scale, A, B, C, D, and F. Correct. You know, that's what we're used to seeing. Um, you know, things are changing. I think in education, things are changing at a pretty you know, rapid pace, especially because of technology, things are changing and the way we're um, doing things in schools changing. And, and this is a prime example of something that's going to change. And, and our goal is to, as we finish up and, and uh, finish developing in the, these report cards at the different grade levels, starting to share information with parents to get them kind of in the loop, like, hey, this is what's coming next year. This is what's going to look like. This is what all of this means. Right. Um, so that's definitely a, a piece of that puzzle that we're going to work on um, the rest of this school year. And, and again, part of that Teacher Institute Day, we're going to spend talking about that and, and having uh, our teachers work on that. And with the report card process, it's it's quite a process. It's we're yeah. spending a lot of time reviewing local area sure. school report cards yep. um, and adapting it to meet our needs for our students and our you parents. Bet. You bet. You know, it's like we're not totally recreating the wheel. We are taking things that are working that, you know, colleagues that we know from other schools and other districts, these are the things that are working for them. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> the old saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. You know, <laughs> things are working for other schools and districts. We're going to take that model. We're going to tweak it, change it, make it work for us, make it work with our kids, with our teachers, with our parents. Correct. So lots of good things happening on that front. And Mrs. Murbeth, she's been uh, key at you know, helping this initiative along. Uh, kind of segueing in our, ma our main topic of discussion today, just, uh, you know, how do we, you know, engage students to, to meet their their needs at their level? Yes. It's kind of our, our, our big topic. And and Angie here today, she being our title director and handling our, our Title I uh, programming in the district, she runs and spearheads um, our RTI programming throughout right. the district in our schools. Um, so Angie, you wanna kinda just give give a brief rundown of, of what is RTI? What sure. does it mean? What does it look like in our schools? Sure, RTI stands for Response to Intervention, um, or more importantly, Response to Instruction. Mm -hmm. um, the term is kind of transitioning to a more comprehensive look model that looks at the whole child. Um, called MTSS, which stands for Multi-Tiered Systems of Support. Mm -hmm. That's a systematic, um, continuous improvement framework 
in which we look at database problem solving and decision making, and we practice it across three tiers of supports for our students. Mm-hmm. Um, within those three tiers of supports, we have tier one, which I- is the whole class. It's all students. Sure. All students are taught with effective methods in the classroom. Right. Um, for students that maybe that's not quite working for, they may need extra supports. We have tier two, which is a small group intervention Mm -hmm. and is more targeted support for small groups of students. Um, Students that still are are struggling with that tier two small group intervention may need to move to a tier three level, which is an intensive individualized support, Mm -hmm. which is more narrowly focused on specific skills that the student is is lacking. Um, The overall goal is to provide early intervention so that students can catch up with their peers. Absolutely. And and that's why you see RTI programming, MTSS programming, title programming. You know, it has has a million different names, but Mm -hmm. you see it most prevalently at the elementary and early elementary yes. levels. Um, we want to identify if our students have you know, deficits, if they're struggling in areas, we want to identify them early. Yes. And we want to intervene, hence the name intervention. Yep. You know, we, want, we want to intervene early, provide them the supports that they need to be successful. Um, you know, any areas they struggle in, we want to fix it so they can be successful Correct. in the long run. Correct. So, any parents out there that might be wondering what is the school going to do for my child my child struggles with this or they struggle with that what are they going to do this is it this is yes this system is designed so students do not fall through the cracks absolutely that's the whole point that's the point point. and we meet every month mm-hmm. we have uh data collaboration meetings where we get together as a team you yes. know there's a whole group of us we get together we review assessment data progress monitoring data for our kids we see here's the areas we identified they struggle in here's the data that supports that what we're doing with them is working or it's not working absolutely and if it's not working let's have some conversation about what do we need to do differently for this child to ensure that they're successful correct so um, again lots of great things in place to to help support our kids Um, And I guess what that means in our school, mm -hmm. so that's the framework. Now, how do we do it within our school system? Absolutely. We have an RTI um, integrated support block built into our daily schedule. Yes. In which students are receiving supports at their level and receiving interventions for their needs. Yep. um, 30 minutes of math and 30 minutes of reading daily. Yes. Yes. So an hour each day. Absolutely. So just as an example, so let's take take a third grade classroom. So what that looks like is during their literacy block of instruction, there's a 30 minute prescribed time that's their integrated support block. And that's basically where it's all hands on deck for 30 minutes where we take multiple staff members that come in to support. They pull kids out. They push in uh, to support those kids. So those students, when when, uh, Angie was talking about the tiers of support, you take your tier one. That's that's your that's the whole group. Yes, that's everybody. Um, Your tier one students, they're going to participate in some type of enrichment activity. Right. whether it's with a support staff or with, with one of the teachers or an interventionist, they're going to be participating in enrichment activity to kind of just extend their learning. Yes. Kind of go above and beyond. And then your tier two students, like Angie described, they're going to be working maybe uh, in a small group with the teacher. Right. They're going to be just working on, hey, 
the, the things you're working on class, these are the things they're struggling with. We're just going to give you a little bit of extra support. Correct. And then tier three, as Angie described, that's your kids that need the, the highest level of support that we can provide through the programming. They're going to receive research-based interventions and supports. Absolutely. Um, where they're pulled out during the integrated support blocks. They're pulled out. They're getting a prescribed intervention mm -hmm. um, that based on those data team meetings that we have, we choose specific interventions that are going to help them with their deficits. Absolutely. Um, again, a very, very thorough process, and our teachers do a great job because it's all seamless in the day. Yes, it's very just, much. It's just part of literacy instruction. It's part of math instruction. It just goes you know, seamlessly throughout the day, and, yes. and our folks throughout the district do a very good job of that. Um, I mentioned research-based interventions. Um, mm -hmm. Angie, do you want to just kind of describe maybe a few of the interventions that we use and, and how, how they work with our kids? Absolutely. Um, so as we had talked about, the TITLE program is a federally funded program that provides supports to raise the academic achievement for all students. Yep. So through that funding, we are able to provide pull-out support services for those Tier 3 students that sure. need an intensive individualized support that's more narrowly focused on a specific skill. Um, so once those students are identified, we do further assessments to better determine the, the skills that they're lacking mm -hmm. and what interventions need to be put in place for those students. Yeah, yeah. Each of those interventions that we're using within the title program are individualized um, and tailored to meet the needs of the students and the skills yep. that they're lacking. Um, for example, some of the programming that we use within the title program for math, we use a program called MobyMax, um, and we also use Rocket Math to help with fact fluency. Um, for our reading program, we use a program called One Minute Reader, which is helping students with their fluency, comprehension, and vocabulary. Um, we use a program called Jolly Phonics with our kindergarten and first grade students, which is focused on the phonics aspect of reading yeah. and transitions in the higher grades to Jolly Grammar, looking at more of the grammar side sure. of reading. Um, we use a Words Their Way program, which is looking at language in which student, students are sorting um, words and picture cards, and they're looking at patterns that they will see in reading and writing. Um, so, you know, that's just to name a few, but with all of these interventions, they're, like I said, individually based and tailored to meet the needs yeah. of the students at their own individual level. And, and, you know, if you're out there thinking, wow, some of those don't sound super exciting, I can <laughs> tell you, being hands-on with the kids, being in the rooms when the kids are working on some of these different interventions, like, the kids enjoy these. Absolutely. They're fun. Absolutely. They really are. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, it's almost like a lot of them, they're, they're disguised as games. Right, and they're having fun <laughs> and learning at the same Absolutely. time. Um, but, but they serve a specific purpose. They are research-based. Yes. They are identified to work on the, the skill deficits that the kids have. Absolutely. Um, the kids respond very well to them. And, and obviously, it's going to look different as you move up the level. What a kindergartner is doing versus what a third grader Correct. or fourth grader is doing versus what a middle schooler is doing versus what a high schooler might be doing. It's going to look completely different. Correct. So in addition to the supports that we're able to provide through RTI, the title programming, there's also lots of things going on just in our classrooms. Yes. Our teachers are utilizing, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the workshop approach of differentiating instruction where we're assessing our kids, we're figuring out what their 
what their level is, you know, what what's their abilities, what's their strength, what's their areas for improvement. And we're able to group our kids um, and provide instruction where we can meet with them individually in small groups to meet specific needs. And we have that going on, you know, in our classrooms. Um, and traditionally, you see that a lot at the elementary level. Um, and, and our emphasis is we're continuing that on in the middle school and the high school level. So there's a lot of that stuff that's happening in our classrooms in addition to all the stuff we've been talking about. Absolutely. And I think two of the most important aspects that you mentioned, you know, with the, the balanced literacy approach and with the workshop model mm-hmm. um, is, the, is the grouping the student grouping based on their data and performance in the classroom, grouping those students so that they are being taught at their level. Differentiation is a very difficult concept and it's, it's targeting and meeting the needs of all students um, through instruction as well as um, the guided reading aspects of balanced literacy. Guided reading is probably the most important component of it um, in which the teacher is working with those small groups at their individual levels. And one of the important things that we have um, worked on this year with our third grade team, they are the ones piloting our balanced literacy approach this year. We purchased classroom libraries. Mm -hmm. um, And so those teachers are able to incorporate those leveled readers into the classroom so that students are reading at their level and working on skills that they need. Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously, like I mentioned before, this is going to look different it's going to look different at the at the levels as you move up. Absolutely. But the great thing is um, this framework and philosophy allows us to meet all kids' needs. Yes. It gets teachers meeting individually and in small groups with kids, which is awesome. Right. I think just like we mentioned earlier when we talked about standards-based grading, the traditional thing that we might all be as adults we're used to, the, you know, the traditional right. A, B, C, D, F, that's changing the traditional way when you think of a classroom, you know, when, when you think of a high school classroom, you think back when you were in high school. I think when I was in high school, you sat in rows. Right. <laughs> you know, you sat, you watched the teacher at the front of the room, they lecture, you take notes, whatever it might be, bada bing, bada boom. Correct. That's what it looks like. Right. But it's changing. It's changing. You know, it's definitely changing. So, you know, that's the direction we're headed in. That's the, that's the, um, you know, the things that are happening in our classrooms. Uh, we're very excited about it. Yes. Um, but in general, education is changing so much. I know in my time, you know, as a school leader, this is my seventh year, and I can tell you even in my seven years, it has all changed so much. Absolutely. And and the big, I guess, uh, force in that is technology. Right, absolutely. Technology allows us to easily differentiate our instruction to support our kids. Um, We talk about the concept of blended learning, and I think that's something we could have a whole episode to talk about. We talk about blended learning. It's basically taking online learning environments that are adaptive to kids and adjust to the specific kid's level. If you take that approach and you take the traditional classroom approach that we're used to, put them together, you get blended learning. Right. Um, and that's what we're starting to see a lot of. There's resources parents might have heard of, things such as Khan Academy yep. or Apex Learning. Mm-hmm. Lots of resources out there that our teachers are starting to utilize and we're really incorporating into our schools. But it's really changing the face of education. It's changing what things look like. I guess the best analogy I could give is 
when we talk about retail, we're, we're um, used to seeing, you know, big box stores. You right. know, you go to Walmart or you go to the grocery store or you go to Sears, even though I don't think <laughs> Sears is even uh, still a company right now. I know that's a hot topic. But anyway, that's what we're used to. But there's things such that, you know, there's disruptors out there such as Amazon. Yes. You know, online marketplaces. So it's changing what commerce looks like and how we purchase our goods. Education is no different than that. Correct. You take your brick and mortar schools, you take your traditional classrooms, set up in rows, teacher lectures, and then you take the concept of online learning and adaptive learning. Yes. And right now where we're at is, you know, kind of a, a an era of blended learning where we're mixing the two. Correct. So it's very exciting to see where education is going to go in the future. Um, Absolutely. And what's important to realize is it's it's not a fad. It's not going away. Yep. It's this is based on research. Yeah. This whole computer thing's not going away. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's based on research. It's it's pulling from the eras of learning and yeah. and the important components out of each of those yep. eras and kind of wrapping it together um, to make sure we're yep. meeting student needs based on what research shows us is best for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Again, we that's we definitely need to save that for another episode because we could talk at length about that Absolutely. topic. So I guess at that point, we're going to wrap it up for this episode. Again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully you made it all the way to the end here. Uh, that's great. Remember, you can subscribe and check out the podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play Store, um, or you can visit uh, theprincipalpodcast.com. So thanks again for listening. On the next episode, we're going to have uh, Mr. Aaron Rios, the middle school principal in Serena. We're going to be talking about building capacity in our staff and teachers, and we're going to talk about just the teacher profession in general and how we need more good people to enter the field. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.